0: As-salamu alaykum, everyone. So today's episode is going to be covering a wide range of topics from self-diagnosis, anxiety, gaslighting, manipulation, trust, happiness, depression, just the nine yards. We're covering it all. So I've talked about all these topics separately, together. I've, I talk about them all the time in a lot of my episodes. And I've also talked about this concept that I'm about to talk about right now in a couple other episodes before as well. I've mentioned it, but I've never dedicated a whole episode talking about it and really going in depth. So that's what I'm doing today. So today's episode that I'm going to be really focusing in on is, are you your own enemy? Are you your own biggest problem? And automatically when people hear this question, they say, no way, no, I'm not like, I'm not, but, but, but there's a lot of mind thinking and mindset problems that go on to actually come to a conclusion to this question. So I'm gonna be talking about those topics and in regards to, you know, are you really going through some of these things or have you made yourself become your own biggest problem? So before I start, what I wanna say is in no way, shape or form, am I trying to sit here and gaslight anyone that actually goes through these things because I go through these things. But one thing that we all do do is we convince our brain to perceive different things and different actions and different situations differently than, than they actually happened because we want them to work out differently and I've seen this example happen in my own life a thousand times it still happens with me and I was actually talking to someone today and for the past you know a couple months she's been going through something and she's like I don't believe that this person would do this to me they didn't do that to me they wouldn't do this to me like you know it, yeah I thought they would do that and they did do that but like they didn't mean to hurt me and I'm like girl they did what they did you're making excuses and she's sitting there and I'm telling her I'm like this person's actions justified that the fact that whatever they're saying was not true so they never kept up their end they never kept up their word and as much as you want to lie to yourself and tell yourself that they didn't care or that they hurt you or whatever it is what it is they did what they did they hurt you they gained happiness off the expense of your emotion they know that what they did hurt you and even after I told her that she says yeah I know but I'm just gonna pretend like it didn't happen Okay, so then you're gaslighting yourself. So then you're being your own manipulator. And I feel like that mindset that she said to me was something that we all kind of have a little bit inside, where we think to ourselves, okay, well, I'm just gonna pretend it didn't work out that way. I'm just gonna like, no, 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 that wasn't their intention. You know, you have a 100 excuses for the way that people act and for the way that people treat you. And that should not be the case. And so that's why I want to talk about this today. When we really, really love something, and when we really, really want something, or we really want to be successful in something, we will do anything and perceive the worst things into being good things, just so we can have what we want. If you want to go to a college, and you know that this is a top college, and you hear a thousand bad reviews, your student will be like, oh yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. I still want to go. You want Rate My Professor. I don't know how many of you guys use Rate My Professor. If you live in the U.S., you might know about this. Rate My Professor. Listen. When you really want a certain professor, like I heard this professor is amazing, you go and write my professor, you read those bad reviews, you're like, oh my god, I'll pass. And that has happened with me so many times where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not even going to per- try to perceive that this professor is different than what these kids saying. I'm not signing up for that class. Or you hear that a certain school track is going to be very, very difficult. So you're like, I don't know if I want to do that. And this also comes to people you have someone you really really love and they love you back they care for you back but their actions and the way that they act it hurts you and you want to gaslight yourself and tell yourself no they never actually meant to do it like that you know that that wasn't what they intended they intended a but it came off as b so it's not their fault i'm gonna forgive them and I've done it in my life, we've all done it, but it's such a big problem. Because now you're sitting here heavy hearted and sad and hurt that someone did you wrong, but you're also letting that slide. You're keeping these people in your life, you're letting the disrespect slide, you're letting them treat you as ever they want to treat you, you're letting it slide. And why are you letting it slide? Because you're gaslighting yourself and telling yourself it's not a big deal, they didn't mean to hurt me. Their actions, no, they didn't mean to do that. I'm just the idiot. I'm the one who has trust issues. It's my fault. No, it's not. No, it's not. Trust issues don't come out of nowhere. Trust issues come because someone acted a certain way that caused your trust to go abrupt. That's how trust issues start. So trust issues don't just come out of nowhere. If someone is making you have trust issues, then they did something wrong. Don't sit there and tell yourself, oh, you know what, I'm just a damaged soul. I'm a damaged human being. I've had, you know, this past and this past and I've had this trauma. So I always, you know, have trust issues with people. And yeah, that's fine. I I think we all are kind of hesitant when we first start. But if someone has shown you countless amount of times to not trust them and you still trust them, you're your own enemy because you want to see yourself get hurt. And you can't change my mind on that. You want to see yourself get hurt. And as much as you, again, you don't perceive that that's what you want for yourself, you're unintentionally putting that into action because you're allowing it. Whatever you allow is going to happen. The thing about trust issues is that, obviously, we all grow up as kids and, you know, we trust everyone, we talk to strangers, we're nice to everyone, we're friends with everyone. Then over time, as you enter, you know, middle school, elementary, whatever, your trust will either get broken Whether it's through family, whether it's through friends, whether it's through school, whatever, you get your trust broken somehow one way or another. And then slowly but surely, as you grow older, you'll notice that the pattern of breaking trust just becomes so common. As you grow older, I notice we just don't keep our word. Like, especially when you're in high school, people just don't keep their word at all. So it's very, very easy for you to get your trust broken down a million times. And it's very easy to grow trust issues. And I sometimes have trust issues too where I don't want to trust someone. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know if you're a good person and i'm show you guys how to narrow out who you should trust and who you shouldn't in a minute but you start to get a little bit hesitant on trusting anyone because you think everyone's going to do what someone else did that hurt you, you think that everyone's out here to hurt you, you think that everyone's out here to play you, you think that every single person that comes your way wants bad for you. And that's not the case. There's amazing people in the world, there's good people in the world, and just because you haven't met them doesn't mean they don't exist. And just because you haven't met them doesn't mean you have the right to treat everyone else bad, right? So with trust issues, I feel like when they're broken once, really, it's kind of hard to restore them, unless, you know, there's a valid proof and valid ground as to why things happened the way that they did. When you know there's no valid ground like you know this person did what they did they are happy with the choice that they made they're okay with hurting you and they walked away out of your life without giving you any closure without respecting the fact of how you cared for them or even a situation why are you gonna sit here and still trust them why are you gonna sit here and gaslight yourself and tell yourself oh, you know, they were different. They didn't mean to do that. They really didn't mean to hurt me. I know them. I've known them for years. I've known them for three months. I've known them for seven years. I know they wouldn't do that. What does it just do then? Write it down. Stop making a thousand expectations. I'm sorry expectations stop making a thousand excuses for people and their actions yo okay just random quick cut real quick anytime i like mess up with my words or i say something wrong i always get so hesitant i'm like oh my god like i'm deleting the whole segment and i'm like five minutes in i'm like yeah i'm not doing that so i'm like leave it be and yesterday i got this comment on one of my q a things and someone wrote i love when you just randomly laugh in between your podcast so i was like mm, i made my day so you know what i'm just gonna keep that in because it is what it is. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm perfect. I'm not. Anyway, you're making a thousand exceptions. Excuses. What is going on? What is going on with me? Excuse. You're making a thousand excuses for the way that people are acting when they did what they did and they know exactly what they did. Sometimes when someone treats you away, you need to literally take out a piece of paper and write it down A to Z. This is how I met this person. This is the expectations I had from this person. I told this person this was my expectations. This is what they did to me. They were well aware that I didn't want this to happen to me. They were well aware of my fears. They were well aware of my intentions. They were well aware of what I was hesitant about. And they still did it. So you need to read people's actions as they are. I read this quote once and it said, God will give you clarity, but don't confuse his clarity for confusion just because you want something different. And that's what a lot of us do. God will show you, here's a sign, A to Z, and he'll like throw it at your face. And you'll still be sitting there like, hey... God, I need a sign. And it's funny because I do the same thing too. But that's why at some point or another, you'll have people in your life that hurt you so bad that you'll have no choice but to let them go. And there's nothing wrong with that. And when God tells you that it's time to let someone go, let them go. Why are you holding on to them? Why are you holding on to someone after God said that it's time to let them go when God knows everything? God's, you know, full of knowledge. Why? So there's really no reason for you to be holding on to this type of person. Now, here is where the title, again, where I started off by saying are you your own enemy comes in because look someone caused you trust issues someone did you wrong someone hurt you in life how long are you going to let what they did to you get to you that's the question we have people that got hurt in middle school got people that got hurt in high school and they're carrying it on till their 30s and it's changed their behavior completely and of course things come to your life they hurt you they change you it's to make you a better person but if someone's hurt has caused you to become bitter and you know you don't trust anyone At one point or another, aren't you being your own enemy by depriving yourself of the good people in the world and the good people that you can trust and the good relationships that you can make because you're just so caught up on that one bad experience. And for some people, it's not one experience. It's multiple bad experiences. They've had 10 plus. And yes, it happens. It happens to everyone. But again, you have that choice because after someone does you wrong, after someone hurts you, after someone insults you, after someone doesn't care about what you deem important, You cut them out. That's it. You know, you forgive. Of course, in Islam, I want to mention that. We are always to forgive. We're always to show mercy 100%. But you don't put yourself in a position, again, to get hurt by this person. You don't trust this person immensely once again because that's not the right thing to do. Because if you do that, you know that you're going to hurt yourself. And I read this quote and I talked about it in my last episode as well. There's a lot of people in life that can make you feel special when you're with them. But how many people can make you feel special when you're without them? Do you have a safety when you're not with them? And this is where, again, the trust issue factor comes in. Because if you're with someone, great time, special time, having fun, you know, good friend, whatever. And you get into your car, you're driving home, and you're like, I wonder what they're doing now. Mm, what are they doing? I should probably check. I hope they're on time. But, like, you got all these worries about what they're going to do next. Or what type of person they are. Or, like, instantly your trust issues just start kicking in. Really? they're not. They're not your type of person then. That's not your little special person because... You should be feeling safe with or without that person. I have a friend that lives all the way in New York. Okay. I have no shadow of a doubt in my mind. That ever since I moved. I know that she's she's still loyal to me. She still backs me up. She's still there for me. I have no shadow of a doubt in my mind. That even when I'm with her I feel special. Alhamdulillah. And even when I wait, when, when I'm away from her, I still feel safe, because I know that she wouldn't do anything to ever ruin my image or talk negatively about me, which is a blessing, alhamdulillah, but if you have friends like that, where you feel like I'm hanging out with you guys and having a great time, then the second you turn away, you hear them talking about you, that's not a good friendship, that's not a good friendship, because you can have a good friendship, a good bond, good whatever with anyone, really you can, if you find your type of people, it's kind of easy to connect, it's not so easy to stay connected when you guys are separate, and if you feel like You're surrounding yourself with people who make you worry about what they're going to do the second you turn around, the second you leave, the second you're not listening. You're not with good company because your company you should be able to trust them blindly with no shadow of a doubt in your heart. You should trust them, you should know that they're going to be there for me no matter what. Something goes wrong, they're going to be there for me. Someone talks bad about me, they're going to defend me. Like, you need to do that. And sadly, I didn't realize that growing up, so I was always around people that, um you know, I had a good special bond with, so if I met a girl and, you know, we were just really good friends, like, I thought that that was it, and I thought that that would be the same when I was gone, but no, that's not the case, and the problem that I feel like is really the case is, is that, so many people want to talk about you behind your back but the second you come to defend your own name it becomes a problem it becomes an issue it becomes a she's gossiping she's trying to start something she's becoming like this she's becoming like that no you're talking about me and if you're talking about me then i have every right to defend my name do i not so of course it matters about like how valuable is it you're not going to get in a fight or you know get into gossiping backbiting and fitna really for someone that ain't worth it for situations that ain't worth it but if someone's talking bad about you about your character about what not It matters on your skill of how how important is it to you. Do you care enough to defend yourself? And if you do care enough to defend yourself, then obviously you should do it in an Islamic kind manner. But people get mad when you want to defend yourself. And that's the thing. Certain people love to have authority over your image when you're not around because it makes them feel powerful and they know you enough to talk about you. And the second you come to defend your name, the second you come to prove what they're saying is wrong, it becomes a problem for them. And then, you know, whatever goes down. So... Back to what I was saying earlier, how much of these trust issues are really your fault because yeah, people have done you wrong, but don't you think you deserve a second chance as well? If you can forgive people that you know will hurt you again, why can't you forgive yourself? Because obviously you just want good for yourself at the end of the day. You really do. Deep down you do. You may not put the actions to it and that's where self-love comes in because you know you make the decisions that are right, but you you still want good for yourself at the end of the day. You want to see yourself succeed. You want to see yourself do good things, so Why? You know, like, why would you trust those people again? And if you haven't trust those people and they've damaged you and they've damaged your personality and you're someone who's dull and you're not happy anymore, then aren't you to blame for the way that you feel? Because at one point or another, people did what they did. It's wrapped up. It's been done and gone. And now it's your choice. Do you want to sit here for the rest of your life on this and make every single decision and make every single thought and make every single action that you do dependent on this? Or do you want to pack it up and let it go? Because... Once you let it go, you get to be who you want to be. You get to fulfill your life as you are. And you get to fulfill your life, continuing to nourish, to, you know, do whatever makes you happy. And to continue to trust people, to continue to be kind to people. It's your choice. It is your choice. And some people, I've met lots of people in my life who always say, I'm so damaged. I have so many trust issues. I'll never be able to trust I'll never be able to trust anyone. I've gotten hurt so many times. Okay. Okay. We've all gotten hurt. Welcome to world. We're all hurt here. Seriously, everyone here has gotten hurt. We've all been walked over. We've all been damaged. And a lot of us have also learned to get up and try again. So if some of us can do it, all of us can do it. And I know that may sound a little bit mean, but that's the truth of it. If you really want it really bad, you'll try. And if the person that you meet and you see that they show you good signs, that they're trustworthy, they have good iman in them, they defend you when you're not around, they care for you, why why are they not worth trusting? Why? Just because someone else in your past made you, you know... Broke your heart, or someone else in your past did you wrong, so you're not going to trust anyone in the world now? When you do stuff like this, that only deprives you of your own, like, best life, really. If you're trying to live your best life on Earth, which, I mean, of course, you know, Earth has its limits, whatever, Jenna's the best, we know. But, you know, to live your best life to your own capability, to whatever you can on this Earth, if you're depriving yourself of trusting people, then you're not going to be able to live your best life. You think that every single person that comes into your life wants to hurt you, you think that every single person that comes into your life wants to manipulate you, when that's not the case. And so what happens sometimes is people, they're so adamant that whoever comes into life is going to hurt them. So they hurt them back first so they can get out of it quicker because it makes their reflex response feel a lot more better because it's, okay, yeah, they're going to hurt me anyway, so I hurt them first. Or there are certain people that when they meet someone and they start to trust them and they start to grow close to them, they automatically push insecurities and push their trust doubts on that person and say you know what i don't really trust you what were you doing behind my back or you interrogate them to the point that they get fed up of you and they hurt you or you know or they may leave so then you're like you see i was right all along my trust issues were right all along well no not really because if you kept those if you did not project your insecurities on actions that they never did things wouldn't have been this way now if you have insecurities that someone's going to break your trust and someone's going to hurt you of course you're vocal about that you talk about that but you don't you don't accuse someone of their someone of committing an action because your insecurities lined up that way okay you don't get to accuse people of an action they didn't do just because your insecurities made you believe they did it that's not how that works so you do not get to project whatever you feel on whoever and whenever you want And like I said earlier, some people, they play that game where they meet someone they trust and then they're so scared that the trust will get broken and they'll be the ones left hurt that they hurt them first. That way they think it's like a game and they can get out first. Now you just hurt someone who never had the intention of hurting you. You realize that? And when you play that game mentally where you think, oh, I'm going to hurt first before they hurt me, I'm going to get out of this before they get to hurt me, or you know, you just think that everyone's going to hurt you, you end up hurting people more, because hurt people hurt people, and if you think that every single person is out here to hurt you, then you are hurt inside, and if you are hurt inside, then again, you're going to hurt people. So, unintentionally, you're hurting people that have nothing but good for you, that wish nothing but happiness for you, and you're sacrificing your own happiness while doing that, because you think that you know better, and you think that you're big and bad and whatnot, but... At the end of the day you're only losing out on your opportunity to meet great people that will not only make you happy but also give you a good reason to trust them when the discussion comes down to trust issues let it go now i'm not saying don't be careful you should be careful when you meet someone you need to look at their character how much iman do they have how loyal are they to your face and how loyal are they to your back you need to calculate these things and see what type of person they are what vibe do you get if your sixth sense automatically tells you like oh this person's a little bit you know fishy don't put all your trust and your, you know, emotional baggage on them. Don't trust them 100%. That doesn't mean you don't be nice to them. That doesn't mean you don't talk to them and wait for them to prove themselves or at least wait it out. Just don't trust them 100%. And if you meet someone in life and you know that they're going to be amazing, you've known each other for years, then okay, trust them. Go for it. You're not going to lose anything trusting someone. You always think that if you get hurt, you're losing something. You're not losing anything by getting hurt. You're only gaining more valuable lessons and more valuable emotions that are going to teach you and nourish you into becoming a better person. So you don't lose anything trusting someone. You do not lose anything in life, really, ever, ever, ever. Every single thing that happens to you has either taught you something in a really, really harsh way or taught you something in a really, really good way. If you get a blessing and you're really appreciative for it, you're grateful for it, God will use that blessing to test you. If you are blessed with brand new cars, brand new houses, whatnot, and you get arrogant and you lose your mind and think you're on top of the head, then okay, your blessing was a test for you simultaneously both of these things are a test for you. Your blessings tested you and you failed because while you had good, your character became bad. And then there's some people that live in really bad situations but their character becomes really good because of it. So everything that you do is going through a test in one way or another. And you get to decide how you want to act about that. And same comes to people with trust issues. You get to decide how you want to act about it. People did you wrong, you wrap it up, you let it go. Let it go. It's going to happen, it might happen again, it might never happen again. But if you're going to live your entire life thinking that, you know, I'm going to get hurt by this person, I'm going to get hurt by this person, what is this person going to do? Stop projecting insecurities on every single person who actually needs to help you, who actually tries to do good for you. Not everyone wants to hurt you. And if you think everyone's trying to hurt you, one, here you go, red, one of your check, red flag, you're your own enemy, you're your own problem, that's one. And again, this really puts into perspective the other two things that I was mentioning about gaslighting and being manipulated, because a lot of times you're manipulating yourself. You set up a boundary, you tell yourself I'm not going to do this again, you tell yourself that I'm not going to let myself get hurt by this person again, or you tell yourself that I will allow myself to trust this person, you set up a boundary. What do you do when it comes time to actually apply the boundary? You gaslight yourself, you manipulate yourself, you tell yourself, no that can't happen, I can't do that, or you know, they did this to me, or you bring up old things, you just manipulate that boundary, it's gone. Now you've gaslighted yourself, and you're back at square A, and then after you do it, and after you realize what you actually did, you feel horrible. So then you try again, you're like, I'm going to set up a goal, you know, I'm going to be not so insecure about my trust problems, you know, I'm going to be a lot more kinder, or I'm going to try to do this every day, I'm going to try to be a lot more productive, I'm going to try to work out, I'm trying to try to do this, whatever. You set up a boundary, set up a goal, time comes to actually apply that goal, you manipulate yourself again, tell yourself again that you're not going to do it, it's a cycle, then you don't ever change, and that's why people don't change. Some people in life don't change because they gaslight and manipulate themselves every single time they are about to bring a change because who they are is comfortable to them. And sometimes what you're comfortable with is not actually good. There's a lot of people that are very, very comfortable with the fact that they're mass murderers, that they're killers, that they've done things in life that are very, very bad. There's a lot of people in life that are comfortable with the fact that they're okay with breaking people's hearts and hurting people whenever, wherever. That doesn't mean it's the right thing. There are so many people in jail that are okay with what they did. They're okay with being a murderer. They're okay with being a pedophile with whatever. They're okay with that. That's the character they're okay with. They're comfortable with that. They've accepted that. Likewise, now of course, anyone who's listening to this, I pray that your case is not that severe. But you're probably okay with being depressed, you're probably okay with being lazy, you're probably okay with not being as productive, you're probably okay with not trusting people and all of these things slowly but surely start to make you feel a lot less. You don't notice it in the moment but then you just start to feel a lot more deprived of the normal experience and what exactly is a normal experience? I want to talk about that. The normal experience really in life is you know, you live good, you have good financial situation, you have good friends you have friends that you can trust, you have people that you can go to, you have a family, you have, and you know, alhamdulillah, if you do have that, you're blessed, because more than a normal experience now, that's like the best experience you can have, because now we're not even getting the normal experience, like especially in today's generation, we're scratching up like two friends, really, that's it, and even with two too, too much, y'all know what's so funny, so Inshallah, 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 I'll graduate soon, right, and for graduation, they're giving everybody 10 tickets, right? They're like, okay, 10 tickets for your family. After that, pay on your own for who you want to invite. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can't even scratch up three people to bring. I'm dead with y'all right now. I can't even scratch up three people to bring. <laughs> and when I, when I realized it, I was like, wow, Ooh, a little lonely. And, you know, it's so funny because people think that after you have a podcast and, you know, you have Discord and whatnot, and Alhamdulillah, my Discord, there's so many people on there. Alhamdulillah, a big blessing. Yeah, I haven't been able to find one person that lives near me. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, God has put me in this circumstance where I am lonely. It is no choice but being lonely. And I don't, I don't ever force myself to become friends with people that I know are bad people. That I know are going to be bad company. Because I'm not going to manipulate and gaslight my own boundary of avoiding those people just because I'm lonely, right? That's something you got to set in your brain. That's something I tell everyone. Better off being lonely and being content with your relationship with God than being surrounded with people and not having a good relationship with God and not being content at the heart. So the normal experience, or should I say the best experience you can potentially have now and really in life, it's very rare. There's certain people, they have groups of friends, they pray the hajj together, they go into the mosque together, they pray taraweeh and Ramadan together. MashaAllah, may Allah keep it united, but man, that ain't the case for all of us. So if you do have that, be grateful. But some people they will have this wish to live that type of life. And some people actually have the resources to live that type of life as well. You know, there's people that I know that are Muslim, that live in places where it's very Muslim populated, and their school has a lot of Muslims, and they genuinely have good Muslim friends that they're actually close to, but they won't hang out with them, and they won't go out with them, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm just lazy, I did not want to get ready, I was just not feeling myself, whatever, whatever. And they're actually genuinely good people. Their friends are actually genuinely good people. And I'm like, why are you not getting up and going out? You know, like, why are you sad? Why are you feeling depressed and in your bed for no reason? And whenever someone's depressed and in their bed for no reason and they're just feeling down, I'm always like, the biggest thing that you need to do is get out. Like, you need to get out of the house. You need to go out with your friends. You need to go out and try something new. And you need to go out and just, you know, just drive around. Like, do something. Because that's what's going to really help Get out of your little negative cycle and your little negative circle. But there's genuinely people in their life who they aspire to live a type of life, but they're not willing to put in the action to achieve it, even when they have the resources for it. And at that point, I think you're just lazy and you're doing it to yourself in the most respectful way possible. I'm so sorry not to sound disrespectful, but you're doing it to yourself. You claim that you want to have friends that to go pray your with. You claim you want to go have friends to go pray the Hajjad with. Whatever, whatever. You claim you want to have friends that you could have you know Ramadan with. Good for you. You actually got Muslim people around you that are actually good people. You actually have friends since your childhood that are reaching out to you that want you to come to the mosque, that want you to come to the masjid in prayer. You actually have those people around you and you deny those people and you turn those people down every single day because you're feeling sad and down inside. And of course, that's a whole other topic. I I have multiple episodes really on that, but you need to get up and make that change for yourself. And the, the longer you continue to gaslight and manipulate yourself and tell yourself, oh, you know, I, I want to change. I want to become a better person. When the actions actually come for you to act to be what you want to be, you're not doing it. So how bad do you actually want this lifestyle that you're talking about? You want to become a millionaire, but you don't want to put in the work for it. You want to become fit, but you don't want to put the work in for it. And I get it. I get it. We all have our lazy points. I have lazy points. We all have certain things that we all make boundaries on. We try to do better and we suck. And I, Yeah, that's, that's a part of life. But it's about trying. No one's saying to be perfect. Everyone is saying to try. And if you're not even trying, really, are you? Who Who's to blame? You're to blame. You are to blame. And now... If the reason you're not trying is because of past trauma, past depression, current depression or whatever, makes sense, I understand. And again, I have episodes on that as well where we talk about that. And of course, those things limit you and sometimes they feel like you can control them. But that doesn't define who you are as an individual. You still have a chance every single day that you wake up to change and become a better person. You really do. And with the help of God, inshallah, that's possible. So don't manipulate and gaslight yourself every time you set a good positive boundary for yourself because then... You're only limiting how much of you could actually be the dream you. You have a limit and you have also a dream of who you want to be. You have a vision of who you want to be, of who you want to become, what you want to be like. And if you really want to become that person so bad, you need to not manipulate yourself. You need to take those positive barriers and positive boundaries and actually live by them and apply them. And you'll see your life changing a lot better. So that really cuts out the topic of gaslighting and manipulation. Be careful. Don't gaslight yourself. Don't gaslight and manipulate yourself on every single inconvenience of life. Want good for yourself. And the biggest way that I learned to wanting good for myself is by learning about God. Because when I learned about God and I learned to is- imply Islam in my life, I realized that everything that Islam says is genuinely right. And now it's not its not always easy to follow. It's not 100%. But when you make the intention of at least trying to follow it 100%, you just notice yourself becoming a lot more kinder and a lot more patient and a lot more understanding with yourself and with everyone around you. And when you do learn to become a lot more kinder and a lot more patient with yourself and everyone else around you, it just makes life a lot more easier. You know, I feel like we have normalized holding on to grudges way too much. Way too much. And I've lived a life where I held grudges. Like I, I've seen the nine yards. Okay, I don't even share everything on here. So if you think whatever I shared is crazy, trust me, I haven't even shared everything. So I have seen a life for holding grudges and I've also seen a life without holding grudges. And I've seen people who've held grudges against their own family members for 20 plus years. And I've seen people that have held grudges against you know their own friends and people that they love for ages. And the thing is about grudges, and I say this all the time, who is holding the grudge? You are. Who's holding that baggage? You are. And it's on your heart. It's sitting on your heart. Every time you take a breath in, that grudge suffocates your heart and it crushes it. And it does that so much, so many times in a day, in a week, in a month, that at one point you become bitter and you become heartless and then you seek for revenge and then you know all that other fit comes in, but it happens. And that grudge, it suffocates your heart every single time you breathe in you it suffocates you no one else it's not suffocating them it's not suffocating the people you hate it's not suffocating the people that you already harmed and it's oh no it's you it's hurting you and if someone said to you hey i'm gonna place this rock on your heart real quick just hold on to it for a bit you'd be like absolutely not get that off of me i'm not holding on to that nine for a second because you know that a hard rock will break your heart And that's exactly what a grudge does eventually over time. It becomes a very, very hard, stale rock. You don't even know what you're upset about. You don't even know why you're upset. But now this rock, it's nourished and it is where it is today because of your ego. Your ego tells you, I've made it 20 years with a grudge with this person. Why should I let it go now? It's been six months I haven't talked to them. Why should I let it go now? They don't care. They don't care. I don't care if they apologized. Why should I let it go now? This is your ego. This is your arrogance telling you, it's better I just hold on to this. You're holding on to this and it's only suffocating you every single time. Yet every single time when you have the chance to forgive, you don't forgive. Yet every single time when you have the chance to trust someone, you don't trust someone because you want to tell yourself that your grudge and this thing that holds you down, that breaks you and weighs you down every single day of your life is way more important than you being happy. And when you take this rock off your heart, your heart will breathe for the first time. And when it's exposed to, you know, to this air of freedom, it's going to burn a little bit. It's going to sting. It's not going to be easy. It's going to break a little bit. It's going to crack. It won't be able to handle, you know, some of the severity, but it will heal and it will adjust. As compared to having a rock on your heart for the rest of your life, you're not only living in darkness, you're not letting the light in. When there's a big rock on your little, little heart, where's the light going to come from? That light comes from Iman, and a part of Iman, part of being a good Muslim, is forgiving. Forgive it. Forgive it. There is nothing that you're ever going to get holding a grudge from someone else. There is a hadith that was recorded by Anas ibn Malik, who said that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Young man, if you are able, every morning and evening, to remove any malice from your heart towards anyone, do so. Then the Prophet said to me, Young man, that is my sunnah. Whoever arrives my sunnah has loved me. And whoever loves me will be with me in paradise. Purify your heart from every rancor, envy, everything. Purify it. The Prophet, peace be upon him, And multiple hadiths, when you actually apply the sunnah into your life, when you're actually patient, when you're actually calm, when you actually actually control your tongue, when you actually start to show haya, you will notice that your life becomes a lot more low-key. And a low-key life is actually a really peaceful life. Because when you're actually low-key, you don't care what anyone says. You don't care if people like you, dislike you. You don't care what people are talking about. You don't care about what's going on outside. Because what you have inside is so precious that you don't need to seek outside for anything. And when you truly adapt Iman and Islam and just a proper Muslim lifestyle in your heart, you won't feel the need that much. I'm not going to say it's completely cut down. But you won't feel the need so much, so excessively to look outside. For the solutions and for the happiness and for everything that goes on in your life. You know, there's certain problems that come in our world, in our life, in our little world, right? That we live in. That we search for the answer, we search for the solution for them everywhere. And you won't be able to find one. There are certain problems that come to our life that the solution only comes from above from. Now, for example, let's say you have cancer. You can't find any doctor that is willing to cure that. Maybe in the corner of some, you know, state, you find a doctor and he's willing to cure your cancer, willing to help, whatever, right? Let's say you had a sickness and they're willing to help. That was a solution bust by God, right? So God has helped in the solution. Now, let's say in another case, you know, you're asking God for something or you're looking for something and it seems impossible to have. It seems like you're never going to be able to obtain it. It seems like you've searched far and wide for the solutions for your problems. It seems like there's a conflict and it's not ending. And it's been 10 plus years and like you can't find a solution, then maybe you're looking in the wrong place. The earth is, it doesn't have the answers to everything, you know that? It really doesn't. I was talking to this person one time and they were a good friend of mine, but you know, they, I'm i am easing Dawa into them, okay? If you're my friend, I hope you're not listening to this. But you know, I slowly ease Dawa in conversations with people and we're talking and they go, you know, they, they were Christian too and we were talking and they go okay well you know there's a lot of things in my religion i just don't have the answers to like why did this happen why something like then why don't you know like why don't you look for the answers like i i don't know they tell us not to question and i talked to a lot of people who say that in christianity you're not allowed to question which makes me question why why can't you question your religion why should i believe in something i'm not allowed to question of course, in Islam, you know, they say don't go to extreme extents either. But you have the right to ask a question and seek the answer. And Alhamdulillah I can confidently say whatever question you have, you'll find the answer for it in Islam. You will. But when it comes to other religions, they're taught not to question. And they're taught not to, you know, really dig too deep and just stay on the surface level of things. And stay on the surface level of what the church teaches you. And I was, I was talking to them and I was like, but why don't you look for the answer? They're like, well, you know, this is one of those things where you just have to have emotional and blind trust on God. And I was like, but how can you have blind trust on God if so many things are unclear? And they're like, yeah, I I understand, you know, whatnot. And they didn't have an answer. So I told them straight on, like, you know, you should look into it because Islam is really not that different. And you'll always find an answer to something here. And I feel like that eventually made me realize, especially not just religious questions, your life problems you'll find a solution to them in Islam. You always will. Whether it's asking Allah, whether it's through opening up the Quran and seeing an ayah that just fits and speaks to your heart so perfectly that it heals everything that's going on inside, or a hadith that tells you a solution to your problems, you'll find it. You will always find it. And I feel like there's comfort in knowing that you're going to find what you're looking for in one place. You're not going to have to scatter around. You're not going to have to check between the dunya and this and that and whatnot to find your answer. You know that your answer, it will come from Islam. Whether that's through a scholar, whether that's through you make dua, Allah answers it. Whether it's through books of uh, reading Quran whatnot, whatnot, like you, you'll get your answer. And I feel like the most comforting thing at the end of the day is knowing whatever you ask for, inshallah, God will answer it. And I feel like we all need to keep that in mind. God is listening and God will answer you. God has you have questions you can't find the answers. Make the offer them, inshallah, Allah will present that knowledge in front of you. Anyway, the same can be applied with trust issues. You know you have doubts about someone you don't know if they're trustworthy. Ask God. Ask God for guidance on this person because who knows every single individual better than God does. You'll meet a lot of people in your life that are very iffy to trust. You'll tell them something and then I don't know where like. 10 plus people know and you're like how'd y'all find out they're like oh you know we heard we heard from someone she said he said like no I I know I know who told you just stop I hate when like something goes around and people are like oh he said she said you know I heard it was this no no so and so told you just say it as it is I hate people like that besides the point (laughs) besides the point but people will talk people will talk people will gossip about you people will have revenge against you who cares you know, I was talking to this girl, and she, her story made me so sad. It was it was heartbreaking. You know, she ended up liking someone, and he ended up liking her, but it became to the point where if she wanted to get away for the sake of the deen, and for the sake of iman, for making things halal, just she needed a time away. Because, you know, sometimes situations get a little bit toxic. Threat- he would threaten her, and, you know... May Allah forgive me, I'm trying to expose anyone's sins. But, you know, and this is not just one case. This is a case that happens worldwide, regardless of religion, where men will threaten females by, you know, social media, harassment. They were making rape jokes. They were popping up, you know, stuff at the address, whatnot. Like, they go the nine yards. And physically, emotionally, and especially online, harass this person. And I feel like sometimes when it's online... It just feels a lot less because it's online, it's on text, I'm typing it on my keyboard. But those are still words, and you still conveyed those words and you still said those words. So, of course, Allah's going to judge between them. You know, a lot of us were keyboard warriors because no one sees us, and we're sitting there, you know, on our bed in like four different blankets, eating cookies, and we're just keyboard warriors. But you're not a keyboard warrior when I see you, right? So, there's a lot of people that can post things, that can talk, that will run their mouth, and they will try to hurt you. But they're nothing more than keyboard warriors. And why should you fight with someone whose only specialty is moving their their thumbs really up and down a couple times, really? It's not worth it. You know how many keyboard warriors I've met in my life? I have quite a few. I have people that post about me, talk about me, whatever. You're a keyboard warrior. You're posting on your story, you're talking about me, yet you see me every day and you don't say a word to me. So, how important should I take your words? And that is the same logic that you need to apply. There's so many people that want to have revenge, and they're not able to trust anyone because you know they went through a situation where someone exposed them, you know, on social media, exposed all their personal information, or you know, popped up at their address, whatnot. Keyboard warriors—they're just finding—they're just finding on social media, and they're talking. And yeah, whatever's on social media doesn't go down. Yes, a lot of people see it. Yes, it may ruin your image, but God sees it, right? And when you post something, and you know. It has the potential to reach a million people and it's a lie about someone bro bro that is scary that is so Ooh, that's scary may Allah forgive us may Allah forgive me may Allah forgive all of us that is that's scary because we've all done that in our life when we were like you know petty middle schoolers or high schoolers may Allah forgive us and yeah I think we should all be repenting right now inshallah but that's scary because now you lied about someone you defamed their image and now millions of people have seen it. And it's one of those things that you should, I just feel like in life, you do not have authority over anyone's image. You should never sit here and talk about someone the full chest, like you know where they're at, what they're doing every single second of their life and what they think. And that's the problem. A lot of people don't know how to mind their business. They talk about people with such full conscience and full chest, like they know what's going on everywhere in the corner of their life like they're all knowing right and that comes back and that stabs them it does because when you sit here and you act like you know everything and when time comes to prove it and you can't prove it that's embarrassing that's really embarrassing so be careful about holding re- revenge and grudges and trust issues in your heart and like i said this earlier some people play that game of trust issue where you know they want to hurt the other person first before they hurt them or they think it's a game when they you know, really start to trust someone, they're like, okay, yeah, this person might hurt me, so let me dip out quick. Don't do that. In a manner you're holding revenge in your heart still, and you're still holding grudge in your heart, and whatever revenge and grudge you held because of someone else in the past, you're now projecting it on someone else in the future. It's not fair. It's not fair. Why should I pay the consequences and cut the consequences because someone else in your life hurt you? Because someone in your life two years ago hurt you? It's not my job. It's not my job to pay the consequences of what someone else did. And that's exactly why I'm saying it is your job to get over these things. You may not be 100% able to recover. This is the world, you know, perfect, pure freedom is in Jannah. But you need to try your best to let it go to the best ability that you potentially can. If you're trying to breathe freely and let those around you also breathe freely. So in conclusion, this was a little bit of a shorter episode, but I feel like I got my point across. And inshallah, you guys took something away from this and learned that There's nothing wrong with trusting people, there's nothing wrong with forgiving people, but you need to know your boundaries, and you need to know your limits, and you need to know what you will accept and what you won't accept. And if you see someone offering you something that you know you're not willing to accept, don't manipulate yourself, put down your boundary to accompany them. Your respect, your morals, your values, they matter, and you need to make them matter to you first. That's the only way other people will value them as well. I hope that you guys took something good away from this. And I hope that all of you are well. You know, if you're a girl, join my Discord. I love having all of you there. I'm gonna keep all of you happy.